Hey, beautiful creatives, welcome to Life I Design, the podcast. Thanks for joining me, your host, Nikki Tragos. I'm an artist, letterer, instructor, and creative business owner. I started and built Life I Design from home while raising a family and learning how to juggle it all. This podcast is my way of pulling back the curtain and inviting you to step into my home studio so we can get candid about all things art, business, and life, so I can help you create a life that you design. Happy New Year. Congratulations. We made it. 2020 was like a bulldozer, tearing up everything familiar, and we survived. Although a little scathed, we are here and ready for 2021 to be lighter, easier, and filled with more creativity and freedom. Sound good? After a much-needed break and some time to be present for my family, and actually for me too, I'm happy to be back to a routine, to a schedule, and even deadlines. Yes, I thrive when I have deadlines and when I know what I need to accomplish next. I like a plan and structure. Otherwise, my monkey brain takes over and I get lost and start to feel discouraged. I'll get into that a little bit more in this episode, but first, welcome back. Thank you for coming back and listening. I hope you were able to tune into maybe an episode that you missed while I was on a break or maybe re-listen to one that you enjoyed and that you're ready for the next 12 episodes that I've got planned for you. In this episode, it's lucky number 13 actually, I'm going to share with you my process for how I welcome in a new year, how I set goals or make intentional plans, how I resolve to tweak and adjust whatever label you want to use. I'm going to share with you the process of how I plan for the new year. It has changed dramatically over the years and I'll tell you what worked, what didn't work and why. I'll also talk to you in this episode about how you can set some goals or create intentions and plan for experiences that you want to have, things that you want to do, whatever it is that you want to welcome into your life this year, how to do it so that it suits your personality. Does that sound good? Okay. Are you ready for the first episode of 2021? Let's do this. Over the years, I've shared on my blog about how to goal set. I've even created printable sheets for you to use. I have categories for you to brainstorm about. I give you advice on how to sit down and figure out your goals. And every year I learn a little bit more about what worked and what didn't and why, so that I can tweak and goal set better for the next year. So if you're a planner or a list maker, you'll probably relate to what I'm about to share. The last few years, rather than goal setting, I decided to change things up a bit. Instead of creating goals, I now resolve to, or I set intentions for, or I clear space because. So I'm not a big dreamer or a romantic. I have a very pragmatic and strong masculine side to me. So I like to plan, scheme, and put my head down and just go to work. Sometimes, yes, I work too hard, but I really love what I do. And so it doesn't feel like hard work to me. So when I have a goal, it's very natural and easy for me to sit down and make a list of what needs to get done and in what order and I get to work and I can bang off items off my list one at a time. It gives me one thing to focus on and it trains my monkey brain to stay on the course. Now, what I'm horrible at is all the analytical tracking metrics, conversion sides of goal setting and measuring. This is where the strong feminine side comes into play. I just want to create for the next project and let someone else figure out how to tweak the machine so it works better and it's more efficient. I'm thinking of my business as I share this goal setting process right now, but it's true to just about anything I do. The key takeaway here is that every year I learn more and more about my personality by looking at what worked and what didn't work. And most importantly for me, why? 
I wonder, did you listen to my Creative Book Club episode? It was episode number 12, the last one before the break. I recommended that you read Atomic Habits by James Clear. This book will actually help you understand better how to reach your goals and understand your behavior around achieving goals that you want to achieve. And that daily behavior, mindset, and action can be really simple and effective. It actually helped me learn a lot this year about simplifying and being more consistent with my actions and my behavior. So let's go back to learning more about your personality. So over the years, I listen to people who I admire, who I like and trust to guide me in my business. So I take their advice and I try to plan like they do. These are mostly business related again, but what I learn, I use in my personal life too. If they tell me to create a goal, to set a date and even plan every detail, I do that. I realize that planning the goal and setting the date that I'd like to achieve that goal in gets me fired up. I get excited about that goal. I start to plan what I need to achieve the goal and I get to work. Where I get tripped up was the same guru telling me to plan every detail. Every detail and have benchmarks you can tweak and realign to your big goal. This is where I fizzled out and my monkey brain would say, hey Nikki, look at this new shiny object over here. Let's go this way. I get distracted and I pivot instead of saying the course. I don't know if you can relate to this, but what I've learned in this last month, yes, just this last month about me and my personality after spending eight years goal setting, planning and resolving, that my personality and detailed plans don't mix, end of story. So let me explain more. And this is going to get a little woo woo, but stay with me, okay? So over the years, I've learned about leaning into more of a spiritual flow. So I use my morning walks as a way to ground and center myself for the day. I tune into my feelings in my body and kind of vibes when I'm making decisions or when I'm around people or situations. I actually take note of what makes me feel good and what doesn't. And so I'm going to give you an example here. I'll, I'll talk about actually eating because I feel like that might be a big thing like diet and eating um, for 2021. So let's talk about food. So how do I feel after eating something or after drinking something, or maybe even like after you've talked to someone about something, let me explain a bit. So after I eat a heavy, dense meal, I take a moment to see how does it make me feel? When I do this, I notice things like my energy usually tanks. I just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I push aside stuff that I have to do around the house. I don't know if you uh, ever take note to see how you feel after you've had like a heavy meal or maybe something that wasn't too healthy. When I eat something lighter, usually heavy on veggies, I feel lighter. My stomach isn't heavy. My mood isn't heavy. My thoughts are more positive. I normally tidy the kitchen and I get stuff down around the house or I'm productive in my studio. So by this example, I know when I eat heavy, junk, dense meals, I feel that way. I feel negative. I feel heavy. I feel unmotivated and dense. But when I eat lighter, more energizing meals, it makes me feel good. And for hours, I'm energized and I have a positive mindset. So taking a few minutes to slow down and take notice of what's happening as a, as a result of an action, that's huge for me. Okay, let me give you another example. When I want to make a big change in my life, I'll journal about it usually in the morning with my first cup of coffee when everyone in the house is still asleep and I am at my most energized. I'm a big morning person, so I know that that's a good time for me to sit down and to think about what I need to do or what changes I want to make. Or I'll even take the dog and hit the trails. I'll let my thoughts around the decision flow in and tune in to what makes me feel good and what makes me feel a resistance to my big change. 
So for example, what feels light in my body versus what feels heavy? What do I get excited about? What makes me feel dread? I go with my intuition more and my logic second, because I know I have the tools to do mostly anything that I set my mind to. We all do. But does it align with me, my personality, my passions? That's something that I've asked myself more and more whenever I'm making decisions or goal setting or setting intentions. So if you don't know what aligns best with you, your personality or your passions, I recommend you start looking inward a bit more. Maybe journal, walk in nature, sit and just think about what makes you fired up and happy and excited. So I do this now with how I goal set, with what I want to do, with intentions that I make, and for things that I want to resolve or not to do. So here's the big revelation that I learned this last month about myself. Okay, here it comes. In the past, I'd use my techniques to goal set for the new year, and I'd feel really good about my goals. I'd get excited. I'd share them with my husband. I'd talk about them for weeks. So I should let you know, I normally plan um, my new year in the month of December. So it takes me an entire month to plan for the new year, primarily because there's so many moving parts in my creative business that I have to plan where my revenue is going to come from, what I have to actually create, what do I have to spend my time on, who I can get to do certain tasks for me. I look also at what worked in the previous year, what didn't work, and how I make my business more efficient so I can spend more time doing what I love. So I'd lean into my goals, both business and personal. I gift myself a really nice large journal in December, and this is what I use for the year to work on my business plans, art ideas, personal goals. They're all in one place so I can easily check in with my plans. Then January comes and I get into what has to be done first. I follow my plan, and as soon as I see that I may be off track, I'm not on target because all the gurus tell you, set goals, make them specific, and track them to the very smallest detail. So this is where I get derailed. And suddenly my plan changes. If I'm not too close to my target for that month, I get into a funk. I go down a negative rabbit hole. I stay in this funk for a while. I do try to tweak and try to find that excitement again. And then normally I get fired up, but it's because I'm veering away from my initial plan. I get distracted by something that makes me feel that excitement again. So this isn't good. But what I realized this last month is that I'm a big picture kind of person. The details are what bog me down. The measuring and tweaking bog me down. And the short timelines really were stressing me out. I just need to plan a big goal, set it for a year down the road, and then put my head down and really enjoy the process of working towards it. So it's not like I throw away all plans or my lists, but I just allow space around achieving my goal. Now, someone may be listening and thinking, this is the worst advice ever. Hear me out. If your goal is to lose weight and you want to lose 20 pounds this year, you will be told you have to track your macros and make sure that your calories in are less than your calories out or your energy out. Um, Otherwise, you won't lose weight and blah, blah, blah. All of that sciencey stuff. I get it. It's sciencey. So you need to burn more calories than you consume to lose weight. But what I'm saying is my personality is not good with tracking every single bite of food that I consume and every single step I take to make sure I burn off that food. If I eat more calories a few days in a row, I know personally I'll get stressed out, I'll get discouraged, I'll reach for junk, and I will be in a funk. I just know myself. The details are what I focus on, and then I get into a negative mindset. Okay, so instead, here's what feels good to me. 
For instance, I want to lose 15 pounds by the end of the year. This is a real goal, by the way. This COVID-15 needs to go, or I need to replace my entire wardrobe of pants, jeans, tights, you name it. So my goal is to lose 15 pounds, so I know more often than not, I need to eat lighter. So for example, this is how my brain thinks. If I sit down to breakfast, I'll make eggs, but I won't have bacon. I maybe have, uh, I'll have one slice of toast, not two. And in the evenings, chocolate is my vice. I'll just have a few bites of chocolate and not the entire chocolate bar. So making small tweaks like that makes the goal seem more achievable and enjoyable. So if I have to think about exercise, I'll make sure that I put in a good 30 minute walk in the morning and I'll do yoga in the evening some days or maybe weights. I won't sit on the couch and watch Netflix and stay up late because I know that lack of sleep for me makes me feel cranky and makes me have more food cravings and I'm not as energized. Okay. So all I need to know is that I need to make these choices more often than not. So on the weekend, if I'm having a few cocktails and some munchies, then that's fine. It's okay because I've been really good throughout the week. So this is how my personality works and what feels good for me. I'm curious what, what example made you feel better? I'm going to describe them again, and I want you to listen and tune into your body and notice what you feel when I describe them, what gets you excited and what feels more in alignment with your personality. Okay. Cause we're not, we're not all the same. My advice and what works for me may not be what works for you. So I'm going to give you another example and we're going to use the um, weight loss one. Cause I feel like that's a biggie. So I will track all of my calories using my fitness pal and I'll enter in everything I eat at every meal. I'll track how much water I'm drinking and how much I'm sweating when I work out so I can lose two pounds a week and drop that 15 pounds by spring. Uh, it'll keep me on track. I'll use it daily. And I'm really excited by this regime. Are you excited about this process? Are you feeling any resistance around it? Do you feel energized around the idea of your goal to lose 15 pounds and the process of how you are going to get there? Is it making your heart sink or is it making your heart feel excited? So I just want you to pay attention to how you feel. Now, if you're having more positive feelings around it, then this method's for you for sure. And I'd recommend that you set actionable steps that are very detailed when you goal set. And if you notice that you feel heaviness around this process, then this detailed heavy process may not be best for your personality. Okay. Now listen again and tune into your body and notice how you feel about this example. I'm going to start the day enjoying a piece of toast and an egg before I set out for at least a 30 minute power walk this morning. I'll get some fresh air and I may even invite a friend to join me. I'll make sure I eat something for lunch instead of grabbing a latte and a muffin. I'll even make a bigger dinner maybe so I have some leftover veggies to use for lunch tomorrow. Sleep is making a huge difference with my energy levels and food cravings during the day. So I'm going to get to bed early tonight and I will maybe even stop eating a few hours before bed because I know that makes a difference with my quality of sleep. I'll do this until Friday because I know the weekend's coming and I've got drinks and appies planned with friends. I have all year to reach my goal and I know that as long as I make good choices more often than not, I'll get there. And I can always reset if I get off track. So how does this approach sound? I'm not going to lie. I got into this example a little bit more because it's the example that makes me feel better. I have room for error. I have time to make adjustments and to be more consistent. 
and is what I can get excited about again and again. Okay, so when you can connect to what makes you feel good and excited and happy and joyful (laughs) more often than not, then you'll most likely achieve your goals. You'll be happier with how close you get to your goals and just be happier in the process. But again, you'll have to learn to what speaks to you and what works for your personality, your current situation, most importantly, what's achievable for you. So if you want to change careers entirely and want to do it before the summer, that's a big stretch and you'll need to have a solid plan in place and be the person who's going to put their head down and plan out every detail and put the work into that into achieving that goal. Okay, because if you aren't, you won't achieve it in your set time frame. You'll get discouraged and you may not even try again. That would be horrible, wouldn't it? And if you are of that personality, get that fire going and go for it. I'll be cheering you on the entire way and I will be admiring you for doing it. Another big tip that really has made a difference for me when setting goals for the new year is I have decided to set three big goals. That's it. I used to set about nine or so, and I think back and think about how that was a bad idea. I set myself up for failure more often than not. Nine is way too many. I don't even know what I was thinking. I feel like I just wanted to speed up time and get it all done. Not anymore. So three big goals this year, and these goals will trickle down into different areas of my life as little actionable goals. So for me, it'll just mean that I can achieve these three big goals a little bit more successfully and with a little bit more ease. Okay. So one action goal of mine is to create more. I want to paint more and I planning on building a portfolio finally of some illustrations and surface pattern designs. I'm excited about creating collections of original art that I'll release throughout the year and even teaching more painting classes and especially mixed media classes. So I'm resolving to create more because I know that creating fills me up. It excites me. I can spend hours at my desk, seven days a week, and I'm not drained. I'm actually energized by it. I have enough variety in my goals so I don't get bored because I get bored easily. And I need that hit of endorphins that I feel when I start a new project or pick up a different medium to create with. Every time I sit down to paint with watercolors and create new clip art or surface pattern designs, it feeds my creativity so I can work on abstract painting on the weekends, which is what I like to do, which then inspires a new class. And then I can teach others how to approach abstract painting. See how this one action goal of mine is like a domino? It charges many areas of creating that I do. It even affects this podcast and inspires what I talk about next. I know that this is how I have to set goals. Because I've spent time thinking about what's worked, what hasn't, and have done the work. So I have a big goal in mind that feeds smaller, actionable goals that make me feel good. I then give myself an entire year to reach those goals. And I use my journal as a reminder for what I set out to achieve when I feel like I may be going off track, maybe a month down the road or even a few weeks into the new year. So a few things I want you to keep in mind when you're planning what you want to do, be, have, and achieve in 2021 are the following. Okay, number one, of course, set goals so they make sense to your personality type. Number two, write them down somewhere so you can look at them often. I use words and images because I'm visual and it energizes me to see pictures and colors and I get really excited about my goals. Next, number three, give yourself a comfortable time frame to achieve your goals. So a year is great. Six months, even for some goals, is really good too, but give yourself time 
so that you have room for air and that you can tweak a little bit as you go. Number four, set actionable steps, especially if it suits your personality. So even though I don't like to look at the metrics of things, I do need a plan and that's okay. Plan is good. So give yourself that time as well as actionable steps. Number five, again, give yourself time to tweak if you are going off track. Okay. That's really important. So if you find that you're not reaching the goal, you can look back and see what's working, what's happened, and then you can tweak it and change it if you have to. It's not set in stone. Number six, give yourself permission to change your goal. Isn't that what I just said? Awesome, right? It's okay. It's okay if if that goal isn't as meaningful you as meaningful to you anymore. Go ahead and change it. Don't feel bad about it. Okay. I've set plenty of goals. I know that I thought were really important for me. And a few months in, or sometimes a few weeks in, I realized that it wasn't that important. So I tweaked it and changed it and it's okay. I realized that I said yes to too many offers and collaborations. And now I'm able to say no without feeling like I'm missing out because I'm staying true to what's important to me. And that suits my passions and plans. And I don't want to be off-roaded. Okay. So it's all a process. And the more that you can lean into and enjoy the process and feel good more often than not, the happier you'll be day to day and the more likely you are to stick to your intentions, your resolutions and your goals, whatever you want to call them. The start of the new year always feels special and energized. So use that energy and just enjoy it. I hope this episode gave you the inspiration to think about what you'd like to see more in 2021 and that you'd set some intentions yourself. There's so much more to learn around goal setting and daily actions, but I feel like this is a personal journey and the one you can explore more throughout the year. Maybe that's a goal for 2021. Spend time leaning into what makes you happy and do more of it. Who knows? Who knows what 2021 has in store for us? No one could have predicted 2020 and that craziness that we just experienced. I have spent lots of time in December thinking about everything that we've gone through on a whole, personally, my family, my business, and I was able to come to a realization that everything we went through was a challenge and it was hard. But now that we're coming out the other side, I see all the positivity. I see the lessons that I learned about myself, people around me, experiences that we're able to have as a family with others, the strength that I have in myself, that the kids have the mindset, the ability to problem solve, to recover, and even the ability to laugh, forgive, release, and just love all that we have to be grateful for. Even if it just means being happy that we found toilet paper at Costco. (laughs) That seems to be the theme. Anyway, I hope that you can look back also and look at all of the positivity that came out of this craziness that we just experienced and happy new year again. Thank you for coming back and tuning into this podcast of mine. I have another round of 12 episodes planned for you, and you can expect more insight, advice, and encouragement around all things art, creativity, and even business. After setting my goals and intentions and resolutions for 2021, I actually decided to change how often I release a new podcast episode. And now we'll be releasing a new episode every two weeks. So this is a slight change but it'll free up way more time for me to create sticking to my goal. It'll allow me more time to show up in our watercolor Facebook group and to go on more power walks so I can get fresh air, move my body, clear my head, maybe spend time with a friend and release those 15-ish pounds that snuck up on me. So I want to wish you good luck with your goal setting and please share this episode with a friend if you think they need to hear it. 
Remember to follow Life by Design or Life by Design the podcast on Instagram. You can subscribe for updates at lifebydesign.com and let me know if you have any specific questions. I'd love to plan a future episode where I can do a listener Q&A. That would be so much fun for me. So thank you again. Happy New Year. Until next time. Bye for now.